Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. And listen to me. This is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever show. Start listening to us or suffer the consequences. It's the best friends forever! Best friends forever! And with that, we welcome you inside Studio 34. This is the BFFs. He is Frank Stample. He is a pumped-up Titans fan, Eric Young. I am Greg Sussman. EY, what's happening, man? Game day, boys. Got to protect the pumpkin. Uh, this is made of paper, and I can't hear you very well, but uh, it's festive. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. I had to get my wife to help me put it together. Uh, but yeah, it's... Uh, my face mask is a little messed up, but other than that, it's a pretty decent fit. It is out- so just another day where I'm going to start Derrick Henry and uh, fools are going to say that he's not a top 12 running back and they're going to suffer the consequences. It is outstanding. What the, I hope you wear that every game day. I actually can't even tell uh, if that's either A, a real helmet, B, just a Snapchat filter, or, or C, homemade. I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I'm it's trying to figure it paper. out. Made of paper. It's really impressive. Whatever it is, yep. it's, it's amazing. I wish I it can. It's pretty uh, amazing, actually. That is I, awesome. I wish I can say that I wanted a Jets one for myself, but uh, we're past that, Greg. <laughs> you made it past that? Well, no, we're past that. Your fiance can't make you one yeah. of those? No, I'd rather just wear uh, like a, a paper mask of Adam Gase's face sure. over mine. Yeah. I got my Danny Dimes ready to go, baby. Uh, I heard someone say this downstairs in the pit the other day, and we should probably go back and find the audio my, of yeah. when the Giants drafted it's Daniel hard Jones. To find. And we can just, uh, we'll play that in conjunction with you celebrating him starting this week. And uh, we'll just kind of compare the two. Listen, I'm a sports fan, man. We come around. Always. You came around on Adam Gaze for a week. When did that happen? Please uh, tell me. Tell me when that happened, Greg. Well, like preseason. <laughs> I tried to tell all of you. I tried. There's, there's still time. All right. On today's show, we'll be joined by Virginia Zakis of Inside Injuries. She'll join the program coming up at about 2.20 p.m. Eastern time. We are also going to go over, of course, Thursday Night Football. EY's Titans taking on the Jaguars in the annual Thursday Night Affair. EY is the only Titans and Jags fans that get excited for this Thursday Night Extravaganza because the rest yes, of the country absolutely. is miserable. It's probably going to be a terrible game. Okay, cool. <laughs> My body is ready for 12-9, Greg. Your body is right. Yep. <laughs> I don't think it is. It's tomorrow morning, you're gonna like limp in here, bro. It was twelve nine. I had I couldn't I couldn't stop drinking. And that's the only way to watch this game is to drink heavily. And now here I am. <laughs> so you yeah. know what are you firing up tonight? You got some uh, you got some whiskey, some cigars to help you get through this uh, this 
this awesome game that we have on, yeah, on tap for time? Pro- probably both. Maybe some other secret accoutrements. Who knows? <laughs> but, uh, I mean, look, I, 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 lo- I don't care. I love football. Tennessee Titans are my team. Their defense has looked great. Uh, I, I can cheer for defensive football just the same as I can cheer for offensive football. As far as fantasy goes, um, there's not going to be a lot going on. It's going to be Derrick Henry, and that's about it. Delaney Walker at tight end, and uh, that's probably the end of the list. Yeah, maybe Leonard Fournette catching some some uh, checkdown passes from uh, the Secret Garden, and perhaps a long bomb to DJ Shark. But other than that, that's about it. I'm not starting any Titans wide receivers, although it hurts my heart to say that. But uh, yeah, it's just going to be another week of Derrick Henry producing top wide rec- or top running back numbers, and people telling me how he's not a top running back. So that'll be fun. There's your Thursday night football preview, Greg. Start Derrick Henry. Start Leonard Fournette. Start Delaney Walker. Oh, more time. The to end. Do, more time to do other things later. Then I feel like I feel like <laughs> start we, both defenses. And you know, scared. you know what I'll actually say about the defenses. We've been getting a lot of questions. Do you start the Jaguars? Do you start the Titans? Here's what I'll say: in these lower scoring affairs, defenses are not always the best for fantasy in these games because you want defenses that are going up against opponents that are trailing, throwing the ball. You have the ability to get sacks. You have the ability to get turnovers. When it's a game like this, where it's just back and forth, teams running the football. Those are actually not the best games to start your defenses in. Look at the New England Patriots from last week. They're destroying the Miami Dolphins. They have to throw the football. They end up getting a bunch of sacks, end up getting two pick sixes. Those are actually the games that you want to start your fantasy defenses in. So, yes, this is going to be a low-scoring affair, and people who drafted the Jaguars probably still want to use their defense tonight. But I'm just saying, just as a, um, a fantasy fallacy, people like to start defenses in low-scoring games. It's not necessarily the, the case here, Greg. Yeah, it's a really good point. The people just see low-scoring games, not a lot of points scored. And I've realized it more so than ever this year when I'm like looking at my defense, I'm like, I don't understand. The Bills allowed nothing to the Giants. Why didn't they get a lot of points? And they're just like, well, they allowed 14 points. They only sacked them once. Yeah. And they had a couple of turnovers, which was good. But it's just not enough to keep the team that you're facing under a certain point total. They need more. They need those pick sixes. Yeah, you need interceptions, and the yeah. only way that's going to happen is if a team is dropping back, they're throwing the ball. That's how you get sacks as well. If you remember last year, it was the Chiefs and Rams on Monday Night Football. It was a shootout. It was an awesome game. Yeah. I believe it was either the Chiefs or Rams defense in that game was the top-scoring defense that week. Correct. Because they had a bunch of sacks. They had a bunch of pick sixes. Yeah. And it was crazy, but it was a back-and-forth affair. And normally you'd say, oh, well, this game has a 57-point total. I don't want to start my defense in this. And I understand that logic, right? Like, but ultimately, I think that's kind of a fallacy that we've uh, we've kind of fallen into. When we start fantasy defenses, we just automatically look at, oh, well, let's get a lower scoring game. They're not going to give up points. But ultimately, you want a defense that's going to be playing against a team that's trailing. And a team with a bad offensive line obviously helps where you could get sacks and you get turnovers. That's definitely what you're looking for yeah. when you're looking for your fantasy defense. And I feel like... Oh, that's your Thursday Night Football preview. Yeah, pretty much. That's all we got. So we talk about Virginia. She's coming up on the show a little bit later. We're going to do the leftovers on the other side. We look at our waiver wires right now and be like, oh, this guy's still out there. He was leftover. Should we pick him up? Or Jordan Wilkins? Jordan Wilkins, certainly. DeAndre Washington, Greggy? Jalen Richard? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, I don't think so. Either. It's not looking good for Josh Jacobs, though. It's not. Lost what is he pounds. doing? Is he hanging out with Sam Darnold? It seems that How way. How do you lose 10 pounds in a couple of days? Eli? Uh, uh, he's not doing anything that's good for him, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, it is possible with, with fluids and stuff if you're violently sick and 
you've got uh, you're, you're losing it out both ends. It's definitely possible, but it's uh, 10, 10, 10 pounds for a guy his size is a lot of weight. We can take a break here. When we come back, it's the leftovers portion of the program. We'll feed you. Come up next. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all? Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Wager Talk with Teddy Covers at Ralph Michaels. The Minnesota Vikings have been the elite team at home as a favorite. The Raiders, to me, actually played well against Kansas City. The Raiders are exceeding my expectations for them. I just think it's Minnesota at home and getting Derek Carr in a dome where that D-line can potentially cause them some havoc. Watch live weekdays, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern on SportsGrid and Zumo TV, Channel 719. with you, BFFs. He's Frank. He's Eric. No longer wearing the helmet. I'm Greg. Hey, what's happening? On the on the program, right now, we want to get into a second we're going to call The Leftovers, which we're going to look at our waiver wires, collectively the three of us, and we're going to go over some of the players that are available and were not picked up through the first run or two off the waiver wire and see who's worth picking up. So it's a segment we like to call The Leftovers. Still hungry? Didn't get your fill from the waiver wire? Now I want more. 
The BFFs has your leftovers. Watch this. Never mind. Give me a whole lot of... Mm. All right. These leftovers here. Let's get right into it. Let me start, gentlemen, in Indianapolis, where Marlon Mack once again did not practice here on Thursday. So that means two days no practice. If he doesn't practice again on Friday... Well, he's probably not going to play, leaving Jordan Wilkins and Naheem Hines as the stars of the Colts' backfield, of course, behind the best offensive line in the National Football League, arguably. Frankie, on many waiver wires, both Jordan Wilkins and Naheem Hines are available. What do you think? Yeah, definitely have some interest in both of these guys, more so Jordan Wilkins. I know a lot of people would gra- uh, gravitate towards Naheem Hines. The Falcons have actually done a better job of guarding pass-catching running backs so far this season. They are allowing over four yards per carry, two running backs so far this year. But behind that offensive line, I want the guy who's running between the tackles, who's going to get goal line opportunities. And I truly believe that if Marlon Mack were not able to play this week, that role is going to go to Jordan Wilkins. And I think that, as we saw through the first two games, they're going to lean on the ground game. Another great call by EY. Without Andrew Luck, they are leaning more on Marlon Mack. He didn't run efficiently last week, but he still had 20 rushing attempts. Jordan Wilkins actually only had five rushing attempts, and he was over 80 yards, so showing some of his explosiveness as well. Very, very sneaky play. I'm not sure that Marlon Mack is going to be good to go this week. That would make Jordan Wilkins a flex option, in my opinion, Greg. Jordan Wilkins could be a flex option against Atlanta here. There's a lot of these types of players that we're talking about this week. LaShawn McCoy, another one. Damian Williams not practicing today. McCoy, it looks like getting in at least a limited session. He could be an option there for you. Uh, but let me throw this at you, EY. Naheem Hines, Jordan Wilkins could be out there. Are you starting him? I, I really like Naheem Hines. He's a guy that I have uh, a ton of him in best ball. Uh, Look, the, the reality is, is with the football in, the, in his hands, Naeem Hines is one of the fastest players in the NFL at, at any position. So uh, I think Atlanta's going to score. Um, they're not going to be able to stop anyone. Uh, they, we've seen that their defense is terrible. And, and Matt Ryan playing in a dome is always dangerous. So I think they're going to score. And, and the Colts, look, they want to run the ball, but they're going to be to the point where they're going to be down and they're going to have to start throwing the ball. And I think Naeem Hines, he had a bigger work share than he wasn't as productive as Jordan Wilkins last week, but he did have more snaps and more carries. Uh, so I think Naeem Hines is probably the guy to get. Even if Wilkins is the first down, second down guy, I would still go with Hines because I think this is going to be a high scoring game and uh, he's going to have a ton of receptions. Obviously, Hines looked better last year. Uh, Wilkins, not so much for me. But there you go. Naheem Hines so far through the first two games has not exceeded more than 27% of the snaps. Obviously, Wilkins hasn't worked much in either as well because he's a similar player to Marlon Mack. But it's worth mentioning, Greg, that the first two weeks, Marlon Mack, 76% of the snaps and 68% of the snaps. So I do think if he were out... Jordan Wilkins slots into that Marlon Mack role. Probably doesn't play as many snaps. He's probably in like the 50 to 60% range. But I do think he would be the guy on early downs. And if they get inside the red zone, uh, that would be Jordan Wilkins' role, not Naheem Hines. So I'm very interested right now. I really honestly don't know if Marlon Mack is going to play. It doesn't sound good right now. Yeah, there's no indications that he's going to. So Didn't practice yesterday. Didn't practice today. He's in a walking boot. Two. I mean, we only have a couple more days for this guy to get ready. If he is not out of a walking boot by tomorrow, or at least practicing on a limited basis, I would assume that he's probably out, Greg. Let me throw this one at you, EY. Still in that AFC South. Kiki QT out there in many places. He's obviously continuing to get healthier. They didn't, he didn't play in week one. Tough matchup against the Jags in week two. Kiki's this week's in Los Angeles take on the Chargers. What do you think? 
This is, this is a guy I was massively high on. Yep. Uh, I would say that I bet you I have him on 80% of my teams. So that's been a bit of a disappointment. Uh, where I can hold on to him, I'm holding on to him just because athletically he's such a talented player. Uh, I understand that he's the guy in the slot. They got Kenny Stills there now too, plus Duke Johnson. That was going to probably cut into his workload. But the reality is, is he's not just a slot guy. It, it, this guy has blazing, blazing speed, which he's never really needed to use because they have Hopkins and Fuller, which is also, you know, two, two downfield guys. So Kiki Cutie was just kind of using the slot because that was the leftover position. Having Kenny Stills and Duke Johnson there is obviously limiting uh, his his volume. So it, to me, I would leave him on the waiver wire until we see it. Well, let me throw this at you, Frank. I was going to move on from Kiki unless you wanted to chime in. Uh, no, I just kind of wanted to correlate it to Duke Johnson, who I do really like this week going up against the Los Angeles Chargers. They allowed uh, a, a huge performance to uh, Marlon Mack in week one, uh, and they allowed a receiving touchdown to carry on Johnson in week two. So I actually think uh, a higher scoring game here between the Texans and Chargers. I think we get a little bit of back and forth. I think Duke Johnson bounces back this week, and there's really been a, a correlation so far between Duke Johnson and um, Kiki QT being on the field. So. Absolutely. Only one game, though. So Yep. We'll see. I mentioned Marlon Mack's injury. Not the only running back injury that's taking place because Josh Jacobs, we kind of alluded to it before the break, taking center stage here as he misses another practice or expects to miss another practice. He's been sick. He's got a groin injury. Things aren't exactly looking up for the Raiders rookie running back either. And if you look at your waiver wire, left over is still Jalen Rashard and DeAndre Washington. Frank, are you investing in either of these two running backs? I'm much more interested in Jordan Wilkins right now because, you know, not only is this a tough matchup going up against the Minnesota Vikings, I think the Raiders are playing from behind for a large majority of this game. I think they're getting nine and a half points on the road here. So uh, it's not expected to be exactly close. And if that's the case, we probably see a lot of Jalen Richard on the field. You know, I think one of the, again, I'll go back to this word again. It's the, kind of the theme of, the, of today's show. Uh, fallacies so far early on in the season is that, we look at Josh Jacobs as a workhorse three-down back. It's not necessarily true because we saw last week when they were trailing big time against the Kansas City Chiefs, he's not in there when they're playing from behind. He's not good in pass protection yet. He is a rookie running back. Jalen Rashard is actually someone that they can lean on in that role. So in a game that we already expect, expected the Raiders to be trailing, Playing from behind, and on top of that, not a good matchup against the Minnesota Vikings. I already had Josh Jacobs all the way down at as a low-end RB2, maybe even a high-end flex. If he's out, we probably see a combination of DeAndre Washington and Jalen Richard. They're going to be taking away from each other just in a really bad spot. I don't have much interest, Greg. All right, no, not, not much interest in the Raiders' backs. What about you, EY? Yeah, for me, I mean, if you're desperate and uh, you've got room, maybe pick up Richard and watch. Um, I actually got an alert on my phone, and I couldn't use my uh, face to unlock my phone because I was wearing the sweet helmet. But uh, <laughs> I just <laughs> that actually happened. Yeah, it will recognize me if I'm wearing sunglasses and a hat, but if I'm wearing a cardboard helmet, <laughs> apparently that that's a no go. So, uh, but what I just read was uh, Josh Jacobs is practicing today. So okay. wow, all right, cool. Yeah, it was just an alert that just came in uh, while I was wearing the sweet helmet, and uh, he's practicing today. Frank's looking at his phone now to confirm. He's yeah, like, Josh Jacobs you don't believe is practicing you don't believe today. You no, I wanted to see the same thing as well. Look, he's sick. He said he lost ten pounds and he has a hip injury. So I, I just I didn't see how he was going to get back on the practice field, but whatever. I guess uh, stranger things have happened. Great show. 
22 and indestructible. That's my. That's going to be my my there take on it. Kind of makes kind of makes sense. Well, guys, well everyone picked up J.J. Ortega Whiteside and Nelson Aguilar this week. One person they didn't really pick up was Mac Hollins. And again, it's probably more of a DFS play than anything else. But all these wide receivers are going to be out. Like Alshon Jeffrey's not returning to Week Five. Deshaun Jackson's not returning to Week Five. I don't know the status of Dallas Goddard, but it's Zach Ertz, Nelson Aguilar, JJ Arcega Whiteside. Mac Hollins is there. Any interest at all, guys? I think if you play in a deeper league and you are desperate, right? Like if you play in Scott's Fishbowl or something like that, a super flex league, you have all these roster spots. I don't think it's a crazy call. He played 85% of the snaps last week, Greg. The problem is he's going to play predominantly on the outside for the Philadelphia Eagles, and they're going up against the Detroit Lions this week. So he's going to see one of Darius Slay or Rashawn Melvin, and that's actually the strength of the secondary. Where you want to attack this team is in the slot. We saw in Week 1, Larry Fitzgerald scored a touchdown against the Lions. We saw in Week 2, Keenan Allen had a big game out of the slot against the Lions as well. So I'm with you, Greg. I think Nelson Aguilar is the guy to own here. I think he has a really, really big Week 2. Uh, right. Week 3, rather. See, ultimately what happens. We'll take a break here. When we come back, we're joined by Virginia Zakis of Inside Injuries. We'll give us an update on Marlon Mack, these Eagles wide receivers, and a whole lot more. Stick around. A lot more coming your way here on the BFFs. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. A lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76, and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up. And the only thing difference is under 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products, and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435 888-400-0435 andro400.com lose weight now go to fat100.com lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to go to fat100.com lose 10 20 or more pounds immediately go to fat100.com for free information on 
on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. Can't get enough fantasy football? Roto Experts has launched their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty, season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, only at rotoexperts.com. Robbie Williams, Millennium, leads us in here. He's Eric. He's Frank. I'm Greg. Virginia Zakis is alongside as well. What's happening, Virginia? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good to be back. Great to have you. A ton of injuries coming out of week two, so let's jump right into it. We were talking this week and really just a few moments ago about Jordan Wilkins and Naheem Hines potentially getting major run with the Indianapolis Colts behind their awesome offensive line. That's because Marlon Mack has what seems to be a strained calf. What can you tell us about Marlon Mack's calf and what is uh, his expected role this Sunday? Yeah, so originally I wasn't too concerned about this. Um, he was listed as a DNP yesterday, but it was really just an estimation since they didn't have a real practice. Um, but I'm seeing now that he's not practicing today. So now I'm officially pretty concerned. Um, calf strains, even the ones that seem pretty mild, have a tendency to linger. They can get a little better, but it just takes a really long time to fully recover from them. Um, I, I still think this one is a relatively mild calf strain. We're showing a grade one injury. Um, that would mean it comes with a two-week optimal recovery time. If he plays this week, I think he's looking truly questionable. Um, he's going to be at a high risk of re-injury. Um, he was already an elevated injury risk because of his issues last year. He dealt with foot, ankle, and hamstring issues, um, but now a high injury risk. Very concerned that he's had all these lower body injuries, um, and he really should sit out this week. Marlon Mack, a legit question mark here, Frank. Yeah, and it would be the worst thing if he tries to play through it, A, because he can re-injure himself, and B, that just kind of takes everybody out of the equation because you don't want to use a less than 100% Marlon Mack, and then obviously you can't use any of the other running backs on the team as well. So if he's good to go, sure, fire him up. Uh, but if not, then you know they should let him sit out and hopefully use a combination of Jordan Wilkins and Naheem Hines. Virginia, someone that Greg and I have a ton of exposure to this season, uh, we're holding very close to our hearts, is uh, James Conner. So we need an update on James Conner. He said earlier in the week on his own radio show that he thinks he's going to be good to go. Uh, He's dealing with some kind of knee issue right now, but it's huge news for fantasy because we've seen before when James Conner doesn't play, Jalen Samuels can just step right in and basically handle all three downs as a true workhorse running back. So we need to know, uh, A, if James Conner's going to be good to go, uh, and if he does suit up, is he going to be 100%? So it's unclear what exactly his issue is. We're actually considering this a grade one knee sprain. The good news is MRI showed no tears, um, nothing significant. Now, that doesn't mean there's not still an injury here that we need to watch pretty closely, but... He's looking, he's an elevated injury risk right now, so not high risk. That's good. Um, His health performance factor is below average. So if he plays, he's not going to be 100%. He's not going to be the same James Conner, you know, when he's fully healthy. But I think he's got a decent shot at suiting up, um, hoping he can get in at least a limited practice today and tomorrow, really test his knee out, and hopefully he's okay this weekend. If he makes it through week three without a setback, our algorithm is saying he'll be good to go by week four. 
All right, James Conner's got to be careful so we can get back to being the old James Conner uh, that we need to see. you got to believe, and EY, I'll throw to you on this, because when all these quarterbacks get injured, you've always said, hey, I think the running back's going to step up because they're going to have to rely on him. You mentioned Latavius Murray. It's got to be the same for James Conner in Pittsburgh too, right? Yeah, I mean, look, James Conner is a guy that I was off of, yeah. I mean, all year. I, I just I just felt that the Pittsburgh Steelers, you lose Le'Veon Bell, you lose Antonio Brown, like, you're not going to be the same team. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I think Juju Smith is, is a good receiver, but we're going to find out how good he is. Um, now, uh, Roethlisberger being down, r- rookie quarterback, you know, in, in his first kind of starting role. So we're going we're gonna to find out uh, what James Conner is made of, and, and him being banged up is not going to help the cause. All right, James Conner, we'll see if he's ready to rock later this weekend, as he says he will be. Another player that we expect to play this weekend is LaShawn McCoy. His, he's got an ankle injury. Damian Williams, it looks like something's going on uh, with the knee or, or something along those lines. How do you see the Kansas City backfield shaking out this weekend? So McCoy did not practice yesterday. Um, we haven't gotten word yet on what his practice participation is today, but he's a veteran. He's often playing through injuries. He always is, you know, seems to be pretty banged up. Um, I was going through his injury list before this, and he's had just about every injury out there, groin, ankle, thumb, hamstring, knee. He's had it all. Um, but he's one of those guys, I don't think he needs to practice much this week in order to play. So I think he's got a decent shot at suiting up. Now, he was already a high injury risk even before this ankle injury. Now it's very high. He's up above that 40% mark right now, which is incredibly concerning. Um, his health performance factor is also just slipped into the poor category. So I think his ankle is going to affect him if he does play. Um, it's going to affect lateral movements, his speed, his power, every part of his game. So I think he could play, but I'm pretty concerned about him over the next few weeks. And yeah, we mentioned Darwin Thompson yesterday on the show, Greg, yeah. as one of the most added uh, players Right now, sneaky ad because, look, if one of these guys can't go, Darwin Thompson gets a chance to show his ability, then who knows? Maybe he, uh, Wally pips someone here, Greg. So pay attention to Darwin Thompson. Definitely. If he's available, uh, you're going to want to add him. You just want as much exposure of this Chiefs offense as you can possibly get. Virginia, I want to ask you about a pair of teammates as well, this time from the NFC in the form of Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey. I was fading Alshon Jeffrey coming into the year just because there were a ton of targets already on this team, but now they're dropping like flies. No Alshon, he's dealing with a calf. Deshaun Jackson dealing with a groin, and we know how much that can mean to someone who relies on his speed in order to make a difference for fantasy football. So uh, between these two players, which one is worse off right now, and do we expect any of them this week? It feels like they've already kind of been ruled out for this week. Yeah, I don't think either of them are going to play this week. Um, Based on a few comments, it sounds like they're a little more concerned about Deshaun Jackson long-term, but I'm concerned about both of them. Um, Jeffrey does, he's dealing with a calf strain. He has previously suffered a calf strain and also has a history of hamstring strains. So we know these lower body muscular strains tend to be recurrent injuries. Once you suffer one, you're at a much higher risk of suffering another. So Right now, we're showing a roughly three-week optimal recovery time for Jeffrey. That's if this is a mild calf strain. If this is a more moderate strain, that jumps up to five weeks to fully heal. Um, For Jackson, his is a groin issue. They've already said he's likely to miss the next few weeks. Um, Their week four game is Thursday night, so a quick turnaround. And, you know, he's another guy that has a history of soft tissue injuries. He's had hamstring, ankle, and groin issues um, over the last few years. So we're actually showing a grade two strain and a four week optimal recovery time for him. So no surprise. He's a very high injury risk. 
poor health performance factor right now. Shout out to you, Greg. You were all over Nelson Aguilar on the waiver wire episode the other day. We spoke about JJ Arcega Whiteside, another sneaky ad. If he's still available, we just did the leftover segment. That's someone to pay attention to, as you heard from Virginia. I mean, these are injuries that can easily be re-aggravated, and next thing you know, these guys are out four to five weeks. They're also older players as well. Arcega Whiteside, really, really talented player. The Eagles were talking him up throughout preseason. He looked really good in the preseason as well. So if Nelson Aguilar or JJ Arcega Whiteside were still sitting out there on the waiver wire make sure you scoop these guys up absolutely both eagles wide receivers out for the significant period of time we're talking to virginia zakis of inside injuries make sure you follow them at inside injuries let's get into the quarterbacks now that's kind of how we let off the waiver show earlier this week let's get into them now with you here virginia both ben roethlisberger and drew Brees out significant periods of time Brees had thumb surgery yesterday roethlisberger looks like he's going to have surgery on his elbow what can you tell us about both these quarterbacks and their potential recovery So Drew Brees had surgery for a torn ligament in his right thumb. Sounds like this is probably a UCL tear. Um, Now there's a UCL in the elbow and a UCL in the thumb, different ligaments. Um, Right now they're saying he could return in around six weeks and they said surgery went very well. It's realistically going to take him closer to eight to 10 weeks to recover from this. Um, Brees has missed very few games throughout his career, of course, but I think three games since 2015, which is very impressive considering his age. But this one is really, they should place him on IR. They haven't yet. They haven't said they're going to, but that would be the best decision for them. Um, You know, try to hang on over the next eight weeks and then hope he comes back fully healthy. If he does return in six weeks, his thumb is not going to be fully healthy. um, And he's going to be at a pretty high risk of either re-injuring his thumb or suffering another injury. Um, Ben Roethlisberger, his season is... He's on IR. Season is over. He's going to undergo elbow surgery. Um, originally, we thought it was a torn UCL, which would mean he would need Tommy John surgery, which is what we see a lot of um, pitchers undergo. But they've said this is not going to be Tommy John surgery. So it could be a few different things. But based on um, you know him shaking out his arm and the way he was kind of grabbing his elbow, it looked like there might be damage to the ulnar nerve, which can lead to some tingling or numbness, numbness in the finger. Um, you know, season should be over. Hopefully he's good to go and around start throwing again in around five to six months. But if there was ligament damage, he is going to be pushing it to be a hundred percent by the start of next season. We've heard a few people talk about Drew Brees potentially returning for that week 10, Greggy, right after their week nine bye. I understand they have a tough schedule and they have Super Bowl aspirations, but they cannot rush him back because he's just going to end up you know, re-injuring this thumb injury. So they need him to be 100% healthy. Do not rush him back. For the sake of Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, and honestly, the rest of their season, uh, do not rush Drew Brees back. I want to ask you about one more QB injury, Virginia. That is Cam Newton. It's really sad to watch, too, because one of the most fun players to watch in the NFL and for fantasy, but it seems like both his shoulder and his foot have been you know, honestly affecting his ability to play and perform on the field so far this season. What do you guys have on Cam Newton? When can we expect him to be 100%? Yeah, he's someone we've been warning everyone about since early in the preseason. We knew he was not going to be 100%. Um, His shoulder didn't look quite right, which, again, is not surprising because it hasn't been that long since he had his second shoulder surgery. Um, Then, of course, he hurt his foot in the preseason. He took, I think, less than two weeks off, which just is not enough time for a midfoot sprain, especially for a mobile quarterback like Cam. So I, I think these things are actually really hurting each other. I think the fact that he's his foot isn't healthy is maybe throwing off his 
throwing motion, which can put more stress on his shoulder. Um, you know, if he's trying to protect his shoulder, maybe it's hurting his lower body more because of his movements. Um, it's just a really bad situation all around. So really we think he needs to take a minimum of four weeks off, get that shoulder right, get his foot fully healthy, and then maybe he'll be healthy around, you know, week six, week seven, and should be okay the rest of the season. Cam Newton needs some more time off. Droppable. I take. He's droppable. I did it. No need. He's droppable. She's Virginia Zonkis for Inside Injuries. Virginia, we appreciate the time. Let's do it again next week. Always fun. Thanks, guys. EY, Frank and I will be back right after this. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. Game time decisions. The story sounded sounds like it started like the Bad News Bears. We won our regional tournament. We went to Houston. We went to the Astrodome. I was like, this is the Bad News Bears story. I told the guys, I said, hey, look, I got a, my crew is coming in here. If you could put a nice welcome up there, you know, welcome preferred picks. That would move our team preferred picks. And here comes the seventh inning of the game, and uh, my wife nudges me in the ribs. She says, look, look up there, and I looked at the scoreboard. It said, welcome preferred pricks. <laughs> Weekdays, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, channel 719. Did I notice a uh, a new tattoo on your hand? Is that is that? Yes, brand sir. What, yeah. what, what, what we got there? That's 
compass uh, me and my wife it was her birthday we both got compasses travel is our thing um so we got like i mean not matching hers is on her shoulder and is pretty and amazing but yeah <laughs> my guy my, my guy killed it for sure awesome yeah i just i, I just saw him like checking the time and i'm like oh I, I don't recognize that look at greggy with the attention to detail this is why that's why i'm here man this is why i'm here uh so you got a whole other arm to do though huh and one arm done um I will half of my left arm left, but uh, I think I'm I'm good for a while. Good for a good while. For a while. This is what happens when I have time on my hands. I, I just start covering <laughs> my entire body with tattoos. He did his arm. He had some time for, like last summer. He did his back. I was like, oh my god. Ey, you don't have time on your hands. Yeah, you have a compass on your hands. Ah! <laughs> well played. Ah! Well played. And I'm not even a dead. That was fantastic, Frank. <laughs> maybe it's a maybe it's a sundial. I bowed down to you, man. I bowed down to you. I honestly thought while I was saying it that it was going to be one of those things where you just scold me for how bad of a joke it I was. I loved it. I loved it. It was good. No, come on. Come on. Oh, I thought it was yes. good, Frank. Uh, are there any leftovers you want to mention before we move on to some buy or sell? Uh, yeah, I did want to mention Ty Johnson. We were talking about him during the break, and you mentioned him uh, to me as well that you know everyone in your leagues was picking up Ty yeah. Johnson because he is now the handcuff, or at least what we expect to be, uh, behind Carryon Johnson. They cut C.J. Anderson. I believe they picked up your boy Paul Perkins, huh, Greg, from the, the New York Giants. New York Giants. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like he'll be the third-string running back for the Detroit Lions. But uh, Ty Johnson, a rookie out of... Your Maryland Terrapins, Greg, and uh, a very fast rookie at that. So if anything were to happen to Carryon Johnson, it seems like Ty Johnson is the next man up. And either way, Carryon Johnson this year is playing right around 55% of the snaps. They're still going to get Ty Johnson involved as well. So just someone to pay attention to in deeper leagues. Or if you own Carryon Johnson and want his handcuff, it's Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson from the University of Maryland. People kind of high on him coming into the league just given how fast he is. When's the last time we've had a Maryland running back in the NFL, Greg? They're usually known for wide receivers. No, they, they have we've had, we've Lamont had Jordan. Moore. Lamont we had, Jordan is Lamont a Maryland Jordan. Running back. Wow, yeah. that's a blast from the past. Yeah. Lamont um, Jordan uh, of the Oakland Raiders, you know the Giants had Darrell Scott on their team? Sounds familiar. Name sounds familiar. Maryland. All right. All, you know who plays for Maryland now? Who'll probably be in the league at some point soon? Who is that? Booker McFarland's kid, Anthony McFarland. What position does he play? Running back. Running back, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good? I think so. Who is the best offensive player in Maryland right now? Do they have any uh, stud wide receivers? No. No, nah, they don't no. have the next uh, DJ Moore, Stefan so. Diggs? I don't think so. All right. Is what it is. Not yet, at least. Not yet, anyway. Let's play a little buy or sell, not necessarily involving uh, the University of Maryland. Actually, I'm going to start with the University of Maryland here because I want to start buy or sell with DJ Moore. Because we talked about, we, downstairs we were talking yeah. about DJ Moore and starting him this week. And I think the same conversation can be had for his teammate Curtis Samuel. You just heard from Virginia Zakis. Cam Newton is not going to play this week. And he needs to rest. If they rush him back in two weeks, it could be the same. I don't know what Carolina's buy is, but he needs to get healthy. He's not. Right now, this week, Eric Young, are you buying or selling both Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore. I, I think I would probably hold on to him. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm keeping him if I have him because we don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be. I think it's pretty obvious at this point that uh, Cam Newton is going to miss time, which is probably. I mean, this is going to probably be a pretty uh, bold statement. It's probably a good thing for both of them because he has looked absolutely terrible uh, as a passer. As b- the balls are flying, I mean, he was never accurate to begin with, but he's on another level of un- of uh, 
bad accuracy. So uh, we'll see what whatever uh, Allen could be. I know that Greer's there, but he's not going to play. It's going to be Allen uh, if Cam can't go. And I think at this point, they're better just to let Cam rest, heal him up, get him back to, to as close to 100% as possible, and then bring him back and see what he can do. Because right now, he's rotten. Yeah, I agree with EY. We're going to expand this to three options, buy, sell, or hold. I think you hold both of these guys right now. Kyle Allen played in Week 17. He targeted DJ Moore eight times. Moore went four for 81 in that game. Curtis Samuel, four targets, but caught a bomb, 271 and one. Had a long touchdown in that game. So I really want to see how Kyle Allen plays this week, who he's targeting most, you know, who he favors when he's on the field. Uh, and then, you know, if, if it turns out DJ Moore has a big game, maybe you try and sell then. But ultimately, like EY said, this might actually turn out to be better for the Panthers' pass catcher. So I kind of want to take a wait-and-see approach and see what happens in Week 3 with Kyle Allen throwing to the Panthers' wide receivers. All right, we'll wait and see there. And this week, the New York Giants face off against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And a lot of people are calling this a get-right game for Mike Evans. Mike Evans is probably going to be chased all game, I'd say, by Janoris Jenkins, who hasn't been great, obviously. But DeAndre Baker, who's on the other side, of Janoris Jenkins, has been the worst cornerback in all of football. He is a perfect passer rating against him. Chris Godwin couldn't be lined up against DeAndre Baker. Oh, my God. Either way, whether he's lined up against Baker or lined up in the slot, I'm, those are two huge you know, uh, positions you want to be in as a wide receiver going up against this New York Giants team. And even Janoris Jenkins, like he's made some plays, but he's not the player that he once was. And I think you know, if Bruce Arians is this offensive guru slash genius that everyone thinks that he is, he should find ways to scheme Mike Evans all over the field so that he doesn't see Janoris Jenkins so that they can maximize Mike Evans' talent this in, in this upcoming week against this Giants defense. So, you know, if you can still buy Mike Evans, I'm currently trying to do it in a few leagues as well. Uh, for example, I think the offer I threw out there was Stephon Diggs and... Josh Gordon yep. be giving up a two-for-one to get Mike Evans. And I understand most of the time people don't want to be on the receiving end of a two-for-one. But you know what? If people lose wide receivers, they need some depth. I didn't think that it was a terrible offer. So that's currently something that I'm trying to do. If you can buy low on Mike Evans, that's something I absolutely would be doing ahead of this matchup against the Giants, Greg. Mike Evans obviously somebody that you want to buy. And use that comment, man. And you know why we're talking about Stefan Diggs, Greg? We just got to get that out there. Because we own Stefan Diggs in a few leagues. And... Oof. I've been trying to float him out there, and it seems like most people feel similar to how I do, which is you don't know how to feel when it comes to Stefan Diggs because in week one, that is the game plan that Mike Zimmer wants every single week. They want to play defense, and they want to run the football. That is not going to be conducive to Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, or Stefan Diggs in this offense. And then in week two, guess what? They threw the ball 32 times. How many receptions did Stefan Diggs had? One. Yeah. And luckily, it went for a touchdown. So To be fair, one got called back for a touchdown. One too. got called back, and that was a ridiculous play. We talked about that the other day, the you know challenging offensive pass interference, whatever it might be. But this week, where they're favored by 9.5 points against the Oakland Raiders, how much are they going to need to throw the ball against Stefan Diggs? I am, you know, unless I can make that Mike Evans trade work out, I'm going to hold on to Stefan Diggs for one more week. If it does not happen against this Raiders secondary, which he should be able to dominate, then that's it. I'm going to look to sell the name of Stefan Diggs. And, you know, I threw these names out to you, Greg, and you were like, you know what? That's a really good question. I'm going to be trying to buy those Cardinals wide receivers. I'm going to try and buy Fitz. I'm going to try and buy Christian Kirk. I'm going to try and buy Emmanuel Sanders. And I know some people might consider that selling low on Stefan Diggs. Ultimately, I don't think that it's going to be selling low 
on Diggs. EY, I saw you shaking your head a few times while we are talking about Stephon Diggs. You know, if you own him anywhere, are you trying to pull off something similar right now? Or are you just trying to sell him based off of his name value? Yeah, luck- luckily, I don't think I own Thielen or him anywhere. I think the-, the writing was on the wall, and it wasn't like it was a small sample. It wasn't like one or two games at the end of the year where they were like just trying something. For, you know, for the last like five, six games of the year, they barely threw the ball. Joe Flacco threw the ball more times than Kirk Cousins has the last game for, I mean, I, I know, understand we're only in going into week three here, but two games, Joe Flacco threw it more last game than, than, uh, Cousins has thrown it all year. So, I mean, they're just not asking him to throw it, which is, is kind of baffling to me. You pay a quarterback all that money and he throws the ball 10 times. He, they did throw it 32 times last game, but I don't think they'll ever, ever throw it more than that. Uh, especially if Dalvin cook continues on like he is, uh, for me, I would, you know, he, because of where you drafted Thielen and Diggs, you got to hold on to him to see what happens. But after that, I, I like the idea, like you said, of, of going after those Arizona wide receivers. Look, the Arizona's defense can't stop a nosebleed. They're going to throw the ball all over the place. All these guys, it's going to be a dart throw every week, but having shares in them uh, could be uh, in a flex position, could, could pan out. And I think that the offense is going to get better and better as the year goes. EY, if you're a Diggs owner right now today, would you offer Diggs for Fitzgerald or Emmanuel Sanders right now? Is that something you would do? In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. What about you, Greg? Is you're you're on a similar side. You're a Diggs owner. I know. I proposed the Gordon and Diggs trade for Mike Evans. I've been trying desperately to get Emmanuel Sanders, yeah. the Fitzgerald thing. Like, I know Fitz is old, so it seems risky, but there's just so much volume there. They're going to throw the ball so much. Would you do Diggs for yeah. Kirk? It's something I thought about. I think. That's maybe where you draw the line, but who's to say? Like yeah. maybe Christian Kirk and Fitzgerald are you know similar value every single week. They both went over a hundred receiving yards last week, and they're throwing the ball a ton. Uh, you know, Kyler Murray through the first two weeks has the most passing attempts in the NFL. He's thrown the ball fifty four times. He's thrown the ball forty times each yeah. of the past two games. Yeah. So I, I want shares of that Cardinals offense, specifically the pass. Game. I get it. I get it. You've been saying that actually really since the summer, and I was like. Mm. Let's pull back a little bit because of that offensive line. For the first two weeks, he's throwing it enough that it makes it very, very worth grabbing Larry Fitzgerald. Is it something you do? You, do you sell digs, right? Do you send the offer, digs for Fitzgerald one for one? Yes. What about for Sanders? Yes. All right. Well, I know what I'll be doing after the show. <laughs> I hope the people that aren't listening because I want more than that. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on here, and let me get to a couple of names. I'm going to move around. I know we only have like four or so uh, minutes remaining here. So let me, get to, let me get to this A.B. and Josh Gordon situation. We pointed this out on Monday, how nervous I was about Josh Gordon. Ewan, I'm going to throw it to you because you weren't with us on Monday. You had another job that you had to do or something. But Antonio Brown came... Obviously, he didn't play a, a huge amount of snaps, but when he was on the field, he was targeted heavily. Those snaps, as long as Antonio Brown's head can stay on straight, is going to only increase. His usage is only going to increase. Josh Gordon's probably going to go the other way. He played a, almost 50 snaps, I believe, on Sunday and did not do a whole lot with him. How concerned are you with Josh Gordon? 
and this comes back to the stuff that I was saying in the preseason about the New England Patriots. Like, look, uh, Josh Gordon at the time when we were talking about it wasn't on the team, and Antonio Brown was a, was an Oakland Raider. So, I mean, it, but it's a completely different team now, and now it's even more muddled. I mean, the reality is, is everyone this whole offseason was telling me how, oh, no, you can 100% trust that Sony Michelle is going to be the guy. New England's a running team now. They're good. They did that one year because that was how they won. Like that, this is what Bill Belichick does. He's going to do what his personnel dictates and whatever it takes to win football games. If you have Antonio Brown and Josh Gordon and Julian Edelman all in the field, you throw the ball. I know. I understand. Shoney Michelle had a good game last week, but that's his first one of the season. Where he was drafted, he has not returned in value. Burkhead is going to be part of this offense. James White, we know 100% is going to be part of this offense. But, I mean, it's a dart throw every week, to be honest. I mean, it, it's going to be frustrating the whole way through. And this is why I never want to own New England Patriots. Eli's absolutely right. We were talking about this downstairs as well. And on a given week, you know, how many touchdowns would you project for a team's offense? Three, maybe four, even for the best offenses sure. in the NFL. And, you know, if Sony Michelle goes out there and scores two of those touchdowns, then we have five or six weapons, if you include Rex Burkhead, that they're going to try and get involved every single week. Antonio Brown, Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon, James White, Sony Michelle, Rex Burkhead. That's six right there that they're going to use. Good luck predicting on a weekly basis who they're going to use because NFL defensive coordinators cannot even figure out who the Patriots are going to use on a weekly basis. You think fantasy analysts are going to be able to figure out who they're going to use on a weekly basis? I understand that that's our job, but that's a pretty daunting task for anybody involved. You know, honestly, if I own Antonio Brown, I'm sticking by what I said, Greg. I'm probably holding on to him because I think he has the highest upside of anybody in this offense. But I think anybody else here that we're talking about, fair game if you could get good value in return. Next week, I want to have the Austin Eckler conversation, what we do with him, with Melvin Gordon looming over, potentially with Nick Chubb as well. He's Eric Young. He's Frank Stample. I am Greg Sussman. Tomorrow, the three of us will be back to preview everything that you need to know from this upcoming Sunday. Have a great night. Enjoy the game. And we'll see you back here tomorrow. We, we hope. hope. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com. Hi, I'm Keith Urban. I believe every child is entitled to a complete and inspiring education. Music education programs in our schools help kids learn, socialize, gain confidence, and stay in school. They need your help to survive. Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation gives school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play. With your help, we can keep music alive in our schools and give all kids the education they deserve. Visit mhopus.org now to find out how you can help. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your card? 
car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all? Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow, the number 100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. So what did I miss? What did I miss? Here's what you missed on the BFFs. I don't care. I love football. Tennessee Titans are my team. Their defenses look great. Uh, I, I can cheer for defensive football just the same as I can cheer for offensive football. As far as fantasy goes, there's not going to be a lot going on. It's going to be Derrick Henry, and that's about it. Delaney Walker at tight end, and uh, that's probably the end of the list. Yeah, maybe Leonard Fournette catching some some uh, checkdown passes from uh, the Secret Garden, and perhaps a long bomb to DJ Shark. But other than that, that's about it. I'm not starting any Titans wide receivers, although it hurts my heart to say that. Yeah, it's just going to be another week of Derrick Henry producing top wide rec- or top running back numbers, and people telling me how he's not a top running back. That'll be fun. There's your Thursday night football preview, Greg. Start Derrick Henry. Start Leonard Fournette. Start Delaney Walker. Oh, more time. To do, more time to do other things later. Then I feel like, I feel like <laughs> start both defenses. Like, and you know, yeah. you know what I'll actually say about the defenses. We've been getting a lot of questions. Do you start the Jaguars? Do you start the Titans? Here's what I'll say: In these lower scoring affairs, defenses are not always the best for fantasy in these games because you want defenses that are going up against opponents that are trailing, throwing the ball. You have the ability to get sacks. You have the ability to get turnovers. When it's a game like this, where it's just back and forth teams running the football. Those are actually not the best games to start your defenses in. Look at the New England Patriots from last week. They're destroying the Miami Dolphins. They have to throw the football. They end up getting a bunch of sacks, end up getting two pick sixes. Those are actually the games that you want to start your fantasy defenses in. So, yes, this is going to be a low-scoring affair, and people who drafted the Jaguars probably still want to use their defense tonight. But I'm just saying, just as a... um, a fantasy fallacy, people like to start defenses in low-scoring games. It's not necessarily the, the case here, Greg. Yeah, it's a really good point. The people just see low-scoring games, not a lot of points scored. And I've realized it more so than ever this year when I'm like looking at my defense, I'm like, I don't understand. The Bills allowed nothing to the Giants. Why didn't they get a lot of points? And it's just like, well, they allowed 14 points. They only sacked them once. Yeah. And they had a couple of turnovers, which was good. But it's just not enough, the team that you're facing under a certain point total. They need more. They need those pick sixes. Yeah, you need interceptions. And the yeah. only way that's going to happen is if a team is dropping back, they're throwing the ball. That's how you get sacks as well. If you remember last year, 
It was the Chiefs and Rams on Monday Night Football. It was a shootout. It was an awesome game. Yeah. I believe it was either the Chiefs or Rams defense in that game was the top scoring defense that week. Correct. Because they had a bunch of sacks. They had a bunch of pick sixes. Yeah. And it was crazy, but it was a back-and-forth affair. And normally you'd say, oh, well, this game has a 57-point total. I don't want to start my defense in this. And I understand that logic, right? Like, But ultimately, I think that's kind of a fallacy that we've uh, we've kind of fallen into. When we start fantasy defenses, we just automatically look at, oh, well, let's get a lower-scoring game. They're not going to give up points. But ultimately, you want a defense that's going to be playing against a team that's trailing. And a team with a bad offensive line obviously helps, where you could get sacks and you get turnovers.